Hello and welcome to the latest Pensions Expert podcast. I'm Sophia Imerson, Associate Editor, and today we'll be focusing on the Department for Work and Pensions' recently published white paper on protecting defined benefit pension schemes. While the paper includes a number of proposals, including new fines to clamp down on employers who willfully or recklessly put their schemes at risk, many issues are still subject to further consultation. I'm joined by Gabrielle Holgate, partner at law firm Stevens & Bolton, and Martin Hunter, principal at consultancy Savinity Pontesalthal, to discuss. Gabrielle, most changes mentioned in the paper will require primary legislation, and the DWP said that this is unlikely to appear before 2019. The introduction of punitive fines, however, could happen much sooner. What kind of impact do you think the use of fines and new criminal offences will have? Well, that's an interesting question. I mean, let's not forget there are already fines built into the system in the form of contribution notices and financial support directions. So um, what's really new here, in a sense, are the criminal offences, which don't currently exist. In terms of what's new in respect to the fines, um, the DWP has suggested that they expect to link the punitive element of a fine to a contribution notice. So people who are already subject to an existing contribution notice will simply be at risk of receiving a higher um, fine. Now, what the DWP has suggested is that they're going to explore whether they can backdate this punitive element of the contribution notice back to the date of the white paper. And that originally caused me quite a lot of concern. But when I thought about it, actually, most of the clients we advise on contribution notices are already really concerned about getting them anyway. And the figure at stake is already quite a large sum because it's the section 75 deficit in the scheme. So I think heaping an additional amount on top of that isn't actually going to act as a particular deterrent to the people that we tend to advise. Um, However, in in terms of criminal offences, I think there is a chance that these really will be a deterrent for the reckless, but only to the extent that these are widely publicised and that people who don't otherwise take advice might be aware that there's a risk. Martin, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I thought that from an employer perspective, this was the uh, scariest aspect of, of the white paper, um, particularly the uh, picking up on, on, on the point that you've already mentioned about the retrospective aspect. Um, in my view, the DWP needs to provide a bit more clarity about exactly when they would seek to use a fine um, and, and what the fines might be so that uh, we can avoid paralysis amongst employers of, of DB schemes. And, and Gabrielle, these fines apply to a, a minority of poorly run pension funds. Which of the white paper's proposals are more likely to affect the majority of DB schemes? I think anyone who had read the green paper which preceded this white paper might be expecting me to go on with quite a long list at this point. Um, And actually what we're left with that will apply to to all schemes is a frankly disappointingly short list. Um, Really the changes relate um, mainly to scheme funding. So um, what we've been told is that trustees will need to appoint a chair and the chair will need to produce a statement. Um, The statement will cover key funding decisions and will be timed to coincide with the submission of the actuarial valuation. So it'll be done every three years. Um, I think this is really just to focus um, the minds of trustees about their their funding decisions and their long-term objectives. Um, The other suggestion is that the regulator's DB funding code will be revised and what they plan to do is explain in a bit more detail uh, how prudence um, can be applied when assessing the scheme's liabilities and um, what is really meant by an appropriate length of a recovery plan. Um, So I'm guessing we could expect maybe some more examples in the the code Um, and also what they're going to do is encourage the setting of long-term objectives so where, where trustees really think about are they aiming for buyout or are they do they have some other plan in mind 
Um, and, and the only other thing which I think will affect all schemes, but again relates back to um, regulator powers relating to transactions, and that is that they're going to widen the notifiable events framework so that it covers more more corporate transactions. Um, and I think really the glaring absence there is any kind of statutory override which would allow schemes that are currently stuck with RPI to move to CPI. Yeah, Martin, what did you think about the changes that the DWP has decided against? So this introduction of, of a statutory override. Yeah, so as, as Gabrielle has, has mentioned, um, there, there are some strong arguments um, in support of, of a statutory override, um, particularly to address that question of fairness on, on who who moved to CPI and, and who didn't. Um, however, I did always think that it was very unlikely there would be anything like that in, in the white paper. Um, purely from a political perspective, um, I think the government would have been quite concerned about the press headlines that would have resulted um, around uh, the government essentially cutting benefits. I think that's how it would have been portrayed and that would have been the, the big headline grabber from, from the white paper. So I wasn't surprised that it wasn't in there. Um, I was a wee bit disappointed there wasn't a bit more on benefit consolidation and simplification. Um, they seem to have decided that that's a, a bit too hard and potentially the the initial costs of, of carrying out an exercise like that might outweigh the benefits. Um, I would have liked to see a wee bit more exploration of whether that would be viable. And then finally, though, from again, from an employer perspective, one, one positive was that there was nothing about um, changing the funding regime to apply a maximum length on recovery plans. Uh, that was something that, that Frank Field's uh, Working Pages Select Committee had been um, putting forward perhaps saying that schemes shouldn't have a recovery plan longer than 10 years. Um, I know a lot of employers will be quite relieved that uh, measures around that have not been introduced. And what did you think about the white paper section on consolidation? I thought there were some interesting proposals in there. Um, there is still obviously an awful lot of detail to be fleshed out around exactly how those consolidation vehicles will work and what kind of capital they will have to hold. Um, and, and therefore how much security they will provide for, for members' benefits. Uh, that's a very important aspect and it also drives the, the cost of, of, of these uh, options, um, particularly where, how it will bridge um, kind of the, between the technical provisions basis and the cost they'd have to pay to an insurance company. Um, I suspect there'll be some quite hard decisions for trustees to make uh, about whether they should uh, give up their, their current employer support um, to, to move to one of these consolidators. Um, a lot of employer covenant analysis will be required there. Um, but uh, yeah, we've obviously seen uh, one one player already saying that they're coming into that market. Um, I know that there are a few more um, looking at coming in too, so um, an area to keep an eye on. Thanks, Martin. Thanks, Gabrielle. For more on the DB white paper, please visit pensions-expert.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89 percent off usps and ups 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.